On this winter break edition of Out in the Bay, Queer Radio and Podcast, we bring you a holiday treat from 2013, before Q was added to LGBT, and when transgender was rarely heard. It's amazing how things have changed since then. We hope you enjoy the anachronisms and our old theme music. Hello and welcome to Out in the Bay, gay radio from San Francisco. Our lives, our voices. I'm Eric Jansen. If you're gay or lesbian, you've probably been asked at some point, at least once, perhaps at a big holiday dinner by a distant or maybe not even so distant relative, something like, um, so are you, you know, the man or the woman? Awkward, frustrating, or maddening as that may be, my guest says it's a good thing that if asked out of love, and we'll assume for a moment here that our family really does love us deep down, there are no stupid questions. They're all opportunities to broaden understanding. So if you're queer, she wants you to grin and bear it, even encourage your loved ones to ask those potentially awkward questions. And if you're straight but not narrow, go ahead. Ask your queer family and friends the questions burning inside you. In fact, she's out with a book to help you do just that. Queer Questions, Straight Talk, 108 Frank and Provocative Questions It's Okay to Ask Your Lesbian, Gay, or Bisexual Loved Ones. She's a civil rights attorney who's worked for LGBT rights for more than two decades and joins us by phone from her home in Los Angeles. Abby Dees, welcome to Out in the Bay. Thanks, Eric. So, Abby, what inspired you to write this book? Well, you know, I've been out for 20 years, and... I've heard lots of questions that, you know, some of them I've heard over and over again, and I always sort of see this kind of pained look on people's face that they wonder if it's okay to ask. And the funny thing is, is that I usually hear the same questions over and over, but when I talk to people, I realize that they think they're the only ones that ever had these questions. You know, and some of them, like the one you just opened up with, is the kind of questions we've heard a zillion times, and we're probably, most of us, sick of it. But the fact is, people still want to know. They still don't quite understand. And as long as that's the case, we need to keep talking about it. So the book was sort of to give some permission slip to straight people to ask some of those questions, to get it all out, so we can kind of move beyond this, and also to provide a framework for LGBT people to have this conversation so it's not sort of all over the place. But it's kind of like, you know, you can ask the questions in this book, Maybe, you know, for the next two hours over a glass of wine or whatever, we can have this conversation. So the idea is uh, primarily or that, that uh, gay people will buy it to give to their straight friends or family members to encourage them to ask those questions. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then conversely, I also hope that straight people will feel like they can buy it and offer it to a gay person in their life. And, I mean, that's a wonderful gesture to say, I really want to understand. I want to talk some more. I may not get everything right now, but I want to. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes both ways. So let me ask you, what is the, uh, to use your term, I think, stupidest or, or most annoying question that you've ever been asked about your, about your sexual orientation or your, <laughs> or your lifestyle, if we can use that word? The lifestyle one, yeah. Um, actually, I think that was the one. And it's the funniest thing. Um, even my neighbors asked my partner when I was trying to, I was sort of pulling everybody I came in contact with when I was writing this book uh, to find out what questions they had or what questions they've heard. And that question, is one of you the man, is one of you the woman, was the number one most common question, followed very close on the heels by what do you do in bed. 
And, um, and so both of those are questions I think we've all heard a lot. But it was so funny for me that my neighbors asked me this question. They know us. We've go out, gone out to dinner. And, the, and my partner and I in no way look like a butch, and, butch femme couple, if, I, if that's my sort of assessment of us. But are, you, are you L-word lesbians? We oh no I don't think we're no we're not that attractive or something. <laughs> well your picture looks nice in the back. <laughs> oh well thank you. <laughs> I think we're also just a little too old. Okay. Um, but we're, yeah we're all right we're keeping it together as best we can. But it's so funny to me that people have that question and you know I, my first temptation has been sort of snarky to say oh well you know on Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm the man you know and but really that question deserves a little more time and attention because it you can tell you a lot about gender and how gender and sexual orientation are different or or connected and you know and then it also my my new thing is to ask the straight folks that asked me that how do you guys break down along gender roles? Are you a traditional couple? Is one of you staying home and baking cakes, the other one going off to work, or are you breaking the rules too? And that can bring us together mm-hmm. if we can sort of really talk around this. And so I would say with an asterisk, that is the most annoying question, but sort of in the process of creating this book, I realized, no, that's still a good question. Okay. So uh, the book is actually pretty small. You might even call it a booklet. I mean, it's um, yeah. I don't know, about almost 100 pages, but it's, uh, it's uh, not real big. You can stuff it in your briefcase or wherever pretty easily. <laughs> um, and it's got lots of questions, not mm-hmm. many answers. So how can folks best use this book? Well, the idea of making it a questions book rather than an answers book, although there are some answers and there's some guidelines, about and sort of background to talking about this stuff. That was very intentional. Um, and it was really based on the idea that we are the experts about our own lives. I'm not the expert about your life. I can't represent, you know, for the entire community. And there are as many answers to these questions as there are people. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm kind of saying, it, it serves one purpose, and that's it gets people past this idea, oh, I'm the only person that's had this question, or is it okay for me to ask this question? Well, probably it is, because very likely it's in the book. And, um, and I hope if it's not in the book that some of those questions will then lead to further questions. So I like the idea of sort of saying, here's this book for the next hour or over dinner or for the, this evening, I will, you can ask any question in this book, and I won't roll my eyes, and I won't get mad. I may not answer you, because some of these questions are personal. So there's, a, there's permission not to, to, not to answer. Yeah, and of course, one of my guidelines is don't ask questions you really aren't ready to hear the answer to. Um, but it's, someone did that for me uh, many years ago uh, around trans issues, and uh, somebody kind of opened up and said, right now, it was at a conference, and I, I don't know how I w- got the courage to say, you know, I really don't know anything about trans issues. I'm sort of embarrassed to even talk about this because I don't know anything. And she said, well, then ask. And I'm giving you this opportunity right now to ask anything. I won't get mad. And that was such a generous act, and it really stuck with me. And as and a matter of so fact, I'm, you even, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just I'm kind of asking us to have that same generosity. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you mentioned in the uh, introduction to your book that, um, you hope someone will, if someone wants to do a book about trans questions, uh, yeah. get in touch. <laughs> You'd like yeah, to absolutely. put one out. And while there are a lot of trans questions in the book, 
um, because I don't, I don't feel that I am kind of expert enough on trans issues, so I didn't want to hold this out as the definitive book on trans questions. But definitely there are tw- trans-related questions in the book, because it's hard to separate these things. That's, I think it's silly sometimes when we try. Yeah, especially when you're talking about gender roles and, oh, and yeah. uh, how people look and their appearances and so on. Yeah. So you've picked a few passages for us uh, to read for us. How about starting with uh, part of your introduction? Okay. And, um, you know, the intro kind of gives answers the question a little bit about how to use the book and what some of the ideas are behind this book. Um, And so, yeah, here's a little bit. There are millions of good and kind people who have a lesbi-gay friend or loved one, and lesbi-gay is the term I use in this book just for ease, but until they found out, never thought they knew a gay person who wasn't on TV with a candelabra. It's no surprise, then, that they'd have questions, concerns, and maybe more than a few misguided preconceptions. I'd hope they could feel free to talk about it without the fear of looking politically incorrect, or worse, homophobic. It's too easy to label someone who is new to this whole thing as a homophobe, as if by virtue of having a lesbian, gay son, daughter, mother, or friend, they should automatically be totally hip to the lingo and the theoretical underpinnings of queer culture. Given this, I'm inclined to forgive someone who chooses to stay, to stay quiet rather than risk saying something stupid or hurtful. But silence keeps people apart. There's got to be a time and place to ask the real questions and ponder the answers, a time and place to learn a little more about your loved one. This book comes out of my very strong belief that if you are asking with love in your heart, there are no stupid questions. Queer questions, straight talk is your permission slip to put an end to the awkward silence. With 108 questions that you might have or maybe never have considered before and some gentle guidance along the way, it is very simply about getting the conversation going with love and patience. And yes, I know you can do it, an open mind, both of you. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I noticed in there you one of the things you talked about was how people sometimes feel uh, that they themselves should be or, or, that, or that their parents or family should automatically be hip to Boom, the culture. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, I have to, and now you have to be completely cool about it and right. understand all the words to use. And, and you know, I, I told you when we spoke on the phone that I picked up this book, and when I first skimmed it, I thought, oh, you know, these questions are kind of like, you know, here in San Francisco, we've been all through this before, and Los Angeles, yeah. too. But I realized that there really are even... In our bubbles, there are um, plenty of people who, and probably even here, feel even more embarrassed about asking these questions because they feel they ought to know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And the more I spend time talking about this book and going out there, the more I'm realizing that, you know, it's very easy to make an assumption, oh, all of us in L.A. or all of us in San Francisco are just so hip and cool, we're so over this. But, you know, even if you look at the, the election results on the same-sex marriage initiatives and things and all the polling and everything like that, you realize that's just not true. And a lot of us are sitting here in the middle of even West Hollywood struggling. I mean, I had a moment of some real homophobia um, with my partner when uh, she and I celebrated our first aniver- wedding anniversary at a restaurant in the middle of West Hollywood. And I just assumed that this would be a place where that wouldn't be an issue <laughs> And it was. What kind of, what, what happened? It was, just, it was the funniest thing. I was next to a, we were next to a, another couple who were, a straight couple who were celebrating their anniversary. And it wasn't, and I, I got to back off just a little bit. It wasn't overt homophobia, you know, people outside with signs. But we had notified the maitre d' that this was our anniversary. And 
we watched the sort of all the staff come over and congratulate the people at the table next to us. And then at our table, you know, and get a real short shrift at our table. And then finally, a sort of confused-looking waiter plopped down a, a birthday cake in front of us and said, um, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they okay. Just, you know, it was one of those things. I don't think it was intentional, but they couldn't quite get their heads around it. That's interesting. I wouldn't, as you said, I wouldn't expect that in West Hollywood of all places. How long yeah. ago was that? Pardon? How long ago was that? Uh, last year. You're hearing a holiday rebroadcast of Out in the Bay, Queer Radio, from 2013. I'm Eric Jansen. You're tuned to Out in the Bay, Gay Radio from San Francisco. My guest is Abby Dees, civil rights lawyer and author of Queer Questions, Straight Talk, 108 Frank and Provocative Questions It's Okay to Ask Your Lesbian, Gay, or Bisexual Loved One. You can learn more about the book and about Abby Dees online at queerquestionsstraighttalk.com. Now, I want to play one of my favorite holiday songs, uh, which is uh, basically, uh, it relates to this book, and it's kind of the tale of what happens when a pair of pagan lesbians drops in on one of their traditional Christian uncle's family. Uh, This is by Dar Williams. It's called The Christians and the Pagans. Uh, I believe it's from 1996. Now we need a place to stay And her Christ-loving uncle Watched his wife hang Mary on a tree He watched his son hang candy canes All made with red dye number three He told his niece it's Christmas Eve I know her life is not your style She said Christmas is like solstice And we miss you And it's been a while So the Christians and the biggest Sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground the best that they were able Just before the meal was served, hands were held and prayers were said Sending hope for peace on earth to all their gods and goddesses The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hedge To Timmy turned to Ember and said, is it true that you're a witch? His mom jumped up and said, pies are burning, and she hit the kitchen. And it was Jane who spoke, she said, it's true, because it's not a Christian. But we love trees, we love the snow, the friends we have, the world we share. And you find magic from your God, and we find magic everywhere. So the Christians and the biggest said together at the table, finding faith and God Her aunt said, really, no, don't bother Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like Tim and Mike, her father He thought about his brother, how they hadn't spoken in a year He thought he'd come up and say, it's Christmas and your daughter's here He thought of father's sons and brothers, saw his own son tuck his sleeves And can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave 
So the Christians and the Vegas sat together at the table, finding faith in God. That's Dar Williams' 1996 classic, The Christians and the Pagans. It still brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. It's true. It really does. You're hearing a holiday rebroadcast of Out in the Bay, Queer Radio, from 2013. Find Dar Williams' latest music, books, songwriting workshops, and retreat info at darwilliams.com. Out in the Bay, Queer Radio and Podcast is nonprofit and independent. We receive no funding from podcast platforms, NPR, nor the radio stations that air our program weekly. We rely on listeners. If you can afford to chip in, we'd greatly appreciate a tax-deductible year-end gift. It would help us be able to keep bringing queer air to your ears. So please, just click any donate button on our site, outinthebay.org. That's outinthebay.org. We thank you so much for listening and for your support. Now, back to our 2013 conversation with author and civil rights attorney, Abby Dees. I love this song. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite holiday songs. And, and it's illustrative here because it's, you know, it's little Timmy who turns to Amber and says, is it true that you're a witch? You know, he'll ask the question that um, maybe everybody else at the table is thinking, but they're, you know, in those adult, um, I don't know, inhibitions we have where we think we're not supposed to. Oh, you know, I gotta give kids some some credit for being so straight up and and not as freaked out as adults usually are. Yeah, isn't that the truth? So you uh, you write uh, in Queer Questions Straight Talk that as out as we are, some we're we're always still coming out in some ways, and that even you know very publicly out people like like you and me still hide, or at least we don't disclose our sexual orientations all the time. Uh, for good and maybe not so good reasons sometimes. And I wondered, what are some of those uh, reasons? Why? Who are some people you might not come out to, for example? Well, I notice uh, my partner and I uh, live uh, part-time in Nashville, Tennessee. And that's a new area for me. And, you know, when I'm in California, I, I know this state so well that I kind of know in my hometown where it's okay to walk down the street holding hands. But if I'm in a new area... You know, I'm not quite sure. And sometimes that's just me having internalized homophobia, but sometimes that's me just sort of feeling like I really don't know the lay of the land, don't know how people think around here. You know, I, I'm a stranger. <laughs> and I've experienced that in Nashville, which I must say, a shout out to Nashville, has constantly defied my expectations around a southern, fairly Christian town, is that people have been very cool and very accepting, but because I don't know it, and I'm so aware that there's a very, very prominent conservative kind of, you know, social, you know, social outlook there, you know, I'm a little less sure of what I can do where and what kind of reaction it's going to get. I'm pleased to say that the few times that I've really taken a chance to hold my partner's hand or, you know, be very clear about my feelings towards her, I've gotten really wonderful, warm reception. So it's always good, you know, as I say in the book, it's always good to push a little against the closet door. Um, but there are real stakes 
to coming out. And I don't think it's the kind of thing people should take lightly. I think that you do have to know your community and know what kind of and be prepared for a potentially dangerous response. What kind? Um, Go ahead. Oh, but for the most part, that's not what's going to happen, and I think people will be pleasantly surprised. But, you know, you always have to keep your wits about you. So tell us a little bit about your your work, because uh, you do some work that is uh, uh, kind of forces you to to be out in public. And I think, as you say in your book in in this section about coming out, you say that sometimes you do that, and it's harder sometimes with your very own family members. Yeah. That that was an interesting thing I experienced when I was first coming out, and now that I'm out to my entire family, it's not an issue, but for a while I wasn't out to my entire family, yet I was speaking on gay and lesbian issues. I was um, the president of kind of every school I ever attended, I was, you know, their gay and lesbian student organization, that kind of thing, and yet it took me forever to tell my father and my grandmother, who's 98 years old now, only found out a few years ago when she asked. Mm-hmm. She asked and, you, okay. You know, and I felt kind of silly. Well, God, all this time, she was ready to talk about it, and I was worried about talking to her. And it's just a funny thing, and, and it's, sometimes it's just the family, the rules don't apply, and I think there's some other issues, too, with your family about embarrassment, about not wanting to let them down, even if you know that there is nothing about you that's bad. Mm-hmm. and that you should be ashamed of. There's nothing like that. Still, it goes deep. And, <laughs> you know, the, once the cat's out of the bag, it's hard to put it back in unless your family's in total denial. Right. Now, now you also talk about, in the coming out section of this book, you talk about parents or families having to sort of come out to their friends yeah. about their um, gay offspring or brothers or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that can be a difficult process, too. So this sort of can help them as well? Well, I think so, and I encourage us all to have a little patience, you know, gently push, but if our family, if our parents, say, for example, are not ready to tell their best friends or, you know, whoever in their, the folks at work or whatever, it, if you've just told them, you've had maybe years to get clear about who you are. They're new to this, and... I think that what we can do is encourage them to keep talking about it, to to end that sort of habit of silence among us, and and sort of talk them through it, and not immediately take it so personally that they're not right, quite ready to come out. Because you know, we look back at our own process of coming out; it wasn't instantaneous. We should afford them that little bit of patience. And at the same time, you know, be their cheerleaders. Keep encouraging them and let them know that it means a lot to you. And if time goes along, you know, if it's just been 20 years and your mom still hasn't told, you know, her neighbors um, are still introducing your partner as your friend, um, (laughs) you know, you can say, this disappoints me, this hurts me, and you tell them why. But to just sort of come down so hard right off the bat, it isn't helping anybody. So... Uh, you mentioned uh, near the beginning of the show that a lot of the questions you got uh, initially were about sex. And yeah. that's when you've polled people about the kind of questions they got, a lot of them tended to be about sex. Yeah. So let's um, let's talk about that a little bit. And, and what is your, you know, let's actually, let's read some questions from the book. Um, <laughs> these are questions that now, now, first of all, did you devise these questions or you went around and polled people and came up with the questions that they had asked and you've maybe modified them a little bit? And Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of questions came sort of the same question in a slightly different form. But I polled people, and I, and I just very informal, not scientific, but it took a while. I sent emails to friends and friends of friends, and I asked people to tell me what questions they've heard, what questions they've had, um, and because I sent it to people all across the sexuality spectrum, and also to offer some answers if they wanted to to these questions. And I've included not only the que- uh, lots of questions, but some sam- sample answers to show that there are different kinds of answers to the same question. We're not all sort of signed up to the you know this mythical gay agenda. Here's what and, I love. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you know and. But it was interesting. I did get a lot of questions about sex, and I, I, it's a funny thing, but people always want to know. <laughs> they always want to That's, you know, human nature. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I divided this book up. There were also lots of questions about religion and about politics and very challenging questions, and they weren't all just kind of the easy ones, like, is one of you the man, is one of you the woman? You know, one of the more challenging questions that I've heard is, for example, uh, with all the problems in the world right now, with you know post-Katrina still there and you know global warming, is gay rights really the most important thing we should be looking at? You know that's a challenging question, mm-hmm. and um, and one that you know makes me stop and and really think. You know what? We have limited resources. What are we doing with our resources? Is this and why does this matter? And so have you been have you been asked that question lately and how do you answer it or questions like that yourself? You know, I come to I answer it first of all with a little bit of information which is I think that there is such an image that all gay and lesbian people are sort of well-to-do educated people who are living otherwise privileged lives. And really those are the people that have the privilege to come out. Um, but, in fact, we're dealing with child custody issues. We're dealing with adoption, foster issues, immigration, um, families being split apart. In other countries, we're dealing, you know, like in Uganda, we're dealing with the threat of, of execution for being gay. I mean, this is a human rights issue, just like any other human rights issue. So I sort of start with a little bit of broader perspective. And then the other thing is that I believe that if you put your effort and your energy to something you believe in, and you do that with you know, the depth of your conviction and with bravery and courage, if we're all doing that a little bit, we are all going to make the world a better place. We've got just a couple minutes left, so I want to just read a, a smattering, two or three questions. Just pick okay. two or three at random, and I can do the same thing. Here's one. Do you think that being exposed to lesbian-gay relationships or images of them in the media will make kids more likely to experiment with lesbian-gay behavior? Right. Yep, and I've heard that one. Um, are bi people less stigmatized than gays or lesbians? Why do lesbians so often stay friends with their exes? Do gay men do this too? <laughs> and I'll tell you the answer. Well, I think it's no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was just looking at that question too. Um, are lesbians angry at men? Are gay men angry at women? Are bi people angry at anyone? If you say you're attracted to women, why are you dating someone who looks so much like a man, or vice versa? <laughs> Um, what can I do to make the world a better place for lesbian gays? So the last thing I want to ask you, Abby, is what kinds of special awkwardness do the holidays seem to bring out for people around this? <laughs> oh, I think the holidays sort of require us all to act like everything's great and that there's nothing simmering just below the surface. <laughs> but, you know, when you try really hard not to mention, you know, X, Y, and Z, or perhaps, 
you know, if you're dealing with bringing your partner to the holidays, to, you know, Thanksgiving dinner for the first time, it's a powder keg. It's an absolute powder keg. Thank you so much, Abby, for, for being here with us. Thanks, Eric, for having me. We hope you enjoyed this holiday treat, first aired in 2013. Abby D.'s book, Queer Questions, Straight Talk, 108 Frank and Provocative Questions It's Okay to Ask Your Lesbian, Gay, or Bisexual Loved One, is available online and in bookstores. All the usual places like Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, And I'm a big believer in supporting your local bookstore. So I would say if you're comfortable, start there. And if they don't have it, they can order it for you. Out in the Bay, queer radio and podcast is nonprofit and independent. That means we receive no funding from podcast platforms, NPR, nor the radio stations that air our program weekly. We rely on listeners. If you can afford to chip in, we'd greatly appreciate a year-end gift. It would help us be able to keep bringing queer air to your ears and to others who need to hear it and may not be able to donate. And it's tax deductible. So please, just click any donate button on our site, outinthebay.org. That's outinthebay.org. You'll feel good, and so will we. That's outinthebay.org. You can hear recent shows there, too. We've posted more than 40 this year alone. And you can subscribe to podcasts and our occasional email newsletter so you won't miss new episodes. That's outinthebay.org. I'm Eric Jansen. Kendra Klang produces and Christopher Beal often edits Out in the Bay. We thank you so much for listening and for your support over the years. Happy holidays from all of us here at Out in the Bay. Outinthebay.org. Thank you.